Richard. Yes. What if I ask you to work for free? I need you in the office 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I will take care of your food, your clothing, even an apartment above the office. I'll pay for it. Wow, that sounds really, really good. Is there anything for me at the end of the month? Mm, what do you mean? I, I've taken care of everything that you need. And if you want anything else, you can just call me. Well, that's not going to really work for me. Really? Well, what about you, John? Would that work for you? No. What if I have other things to take care of? I can't do anything on my own. What if I want to get something new? For example, like an iPhone. Here, you can have a Nokia. Ah, uh -huh. no. That just can't work for me. I need to be able to buy what I want when I need them. Mm. So even if I'm taking care of everything that you both need, you would still want something in your pockets. Exactly. From Triple E Media, I'm Ramat Mohammed, and this is The Backstory. You've just heard my two colleagues, Richard and John, turn down what seems like the perfect job. I buy everything they need in exchange for them to work 24 hours with no direct payment. I'd be paying them indirectly. These two men turn down this wonderful job. Can you imagine? And in this economy, Yet, at least 40 million women in Nigeria do this job every day, maybe even closer to 70 million. These are the real housewives. A majority of them do not earn a living from managing their homes. They've been told that it is their duty to do this work. And yes, the man will provide everything she needs, everything the house needs, everything the children need, but she won't get paid. She has no money that she can call her own, no ability to make choices that do not require her husband's permission. When we were putting together this program, we interviewed several men to get their input. The housewives. Uh, yeah, they bring value. Because as a housewife, you got to keep the house, you have to be keeping the house, taking care of the children, making sure there's food for your husband, and just taking care of the house. Do you think the husbands should pay the wife like money for the house? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, though I'm paying her, I'm paying her indirectly. Uh, I make sure I provide everything they needed in the house. But I'm not going to give you money monthly as your salary, but whatever thing they needed in the house, I provide that. That's directly where I'm paying her. Is it a full housewife or yes, a full housewife yes. indeed? Yes. The, to some extent, they're supposed to be paid. Imagine a woman calling her husband, I need tenure. No, I need, I need they, she too still have uh, needs. So you can use that pocket money to be... Let me use pocket money. Uh, anybody can name me salary. But based on my own area of uh, school of thoughts, pocket money. 
So that pocket money can be 1,000, it can be 10,000, it can even be 50,000, it can even be 100,000. It depends on how your home, the standard of your home, your home capacity. I don't think housewife should be paid. I think you should get your housewife what to do, at least. Because when you are paying her, you are encouraging her to fully relax at home and become more lazy and all that. Even if she's she's bringing value to the house, let her have something that she used to communicate with people outside and update herself also. A woman needs money, not just pocket money. They should have enough money. Because most of the time, the man is out there on the street. Your children are in their hands. Your house are in their hands. Your food. In fact, the woman is your CSO, your chief security officer. You don't treat her well, you're vulnerable. <laughs> Anybody can easily get you. So you need to treat them as well as you treat your CSO. One man we interviewed chose to give his wife a monthly allowance. Uh, I chose to do that because, you know, it's a kind of uh, appreciation first to appreciate what she's doing at home for keeping the home front. And another thing is for her to be able to, you know, meet her, uh, her demands. Some of the things that, you know, she doesn't have to be asking me every now and then, every day. From my father, from my family, you know, most all my uh my mom's stepmothers were all working. So all of them were working. But, uh, you know, he's always doing things for them, even though that there was no, uh, it was not uh, something that was defined, that this was an alliance, allowance he was giving them. No, but he was always willing to, to show them that kind of appreciation, you understand? So from my own point of view, because things have moved on, I decided that this stipend should be a month, monthly uh, due so that uh, she doesn't have to be asking me every now and then. So should husbands pay housewives? Our position on this is that it is a conversation each household should have. And when you're having this conversation as husband and wife, there are three critical factors to consider. First, what is she being paid for? The second factor to consider is how much can he afford? And the third factor, are there other things he can provide? Yes, what is she being paid for? Most Nigerian men are the ones that go to work, pay the bills like school fees, feeding the family, house rents, and other house provision. So they feel it is the responsibilities of the woman to cook and take care of the house and performing other domestic chores. But that is not to say that we don't appreciate our wives. We do appreciate them and we value what they do, the input in the home. And we show this kind of appreciations like taking them out one at a time and also buying them gifts, you know? Yes, Richard, men do all of this to show women that they always appreciate them. But let's not get confused here. Appreciation is totally different from an allowance. There is no amount of money that can fully compensate for what a woman does in the house. It's a 24-hour job. You and other men will agree with me on that. Totally agree. And now appreciation is when you show gratitude to a woman for what she has been doing. But an allowance is a sum of money paid regularly to her to meet her own demands and expenses. 
So think of this like an upkeep money, not for the house, for herself. Now imagine a wife having to call her husband to give her money to buy sanitary pads. What would happen if he's in a meeting and she cannot reach out to him? What will she do then? Run to the neighbors? That's horrible. Put yourself in her shoes. You see, it's just so demeaning. Okay, so an allowance is different from upkeep money. Upkeep money is the money the husband gives for things like foodstuff, kitchen appliances, and other necessary things needed in the house. Allowance money goes to the wife's pocket. It's for her own personal use. If I have taken care of everything at home, what is she now being paid for? That's a really good question. And to get answers, we interviewed a few women. And we discovered that the workload of a housewife changes over time. So right now, let me start with early stage of marriage. Really at the beginning, the normal routine would be I wake up early in the morning. The first thing I do, I, uh, I put the laundry. Washing machine, I put the laundry. When I put the laundry, and then I check the kitchen. What ingredients I have, you know, what am I going to cook? I begin to pull them all out from the fridge. And then I look at the living room. If I have a lot of cleaning to do, I start with the living room and then the rooms as well. But once I'm done, I go back to the kitchen, finish up what I'm going to cook. It takes me about two hours in the kitchen. I'm done, and then that's it, I'm back to the laundry. I spread all the clothes, and then that's it. So there's no really much, at least I would say, probably take about three, four hours. Sometimes housewives need to balance other things in addition to housework. For example, one housewife we spoke to was still in university when she got married. I was in the university when I got married. So I wake up in the morning, sweep the house, wash the plates, um, take my breakfast and off to the university. When I come back late, I find out that my husband cooks, has already cooked lunch for us. So I don't have to enter the kitchen again. So I'll just relax and then... <laughs> Um, take time to rest. Now, the workload of these housewives changed dramatically when they started to have children. When the first one was about um, early age, I would say up to six months, there was a lot of work. There was a lot of I had to take in a house help, actually. I wake up early in the morning. I have to bathe my baby. So that had stopped me from my normal, you know, laundry, going to the kitchen. So I have to finish with my baby first. When I finish with the baby, then I begin, I begin with my normal daily routine. So I would give my baby to the house help once I've, I've bathed the baby. And then I start, I go to the kitchen, I check, and in between, you know, doing my daily chores, the baby will stop me. Maybe the baby's crying. It needs, I need to feed the baby. And then the baby's clothes. 
need to be washed as well. Again, each of these women and their husbands found ways to manage. One woman was able to hire house help. The other also had help from her husband. Alhamdulillah, I, my husband really helped me. He, he, he's the one that, is, that washed my inner wear. Uh-huh. Washes the inner wear. He goes to the market because me, I don't know how to go to the market. He goes to the market, um, buy food stuff, all, all other things he buys himself. So when he comes back, he, he cooks. He wash my inner wear. Sometimes even my clothes. So... I wash his own as well. And, of course, someone has to be responsible for doing homework with the kids. The homework, um, I'm always the one that does the homework together with them. <laughs> the father shifted that, that responsibility to me. Because I remember when I had my fourth baby, I had CS. Uh-huh. It was true CS. And when I was on hospital bed, they came to the hospital with the first and second born with their homework. <laughs> with their homework that I should help them with the homework. <laughs> so you see, even when I'm on the hospital bed, I'm doing homework. <laughs> so as the children get older, the women have a bit more time on their hands both of these women were able to go work outside of the house. But then each time they give birth, the workload goes up again. So after about four years of the second baby, and then towards just before um, I gave birth to the second baby, I got a job. So after I gave birth, that's where the workload increases again. As the children grow up and become more independent, the wives' chores begin to reduce. They start to shift some of that housework onto the children. So the kids now, they're a bit older. So the good thing is I could, um, I divided the work for them. So the older one, she's about 12. So I'll tell her, you can wake up anytime. Anytime you wake up, you do the dishes. And then the one that is about eight years, you wake up, make sure you make your bed and the room. And then the, the third one, he's about three, four. When he works with his brother, they make sure their room is clean. Okay, so now we know that these chores change over time. Like when the children begin to grow and at least being able to take care of themselves and also assist her in other domestic chores definitely the workload on her as a housewife will reduce or even change. So do I still continue paying her? This is a conversation each couple should have. You can choose to pay for chores and other household duties, but then this becomes a little bit transactional and uncomfortable. So you might just choose to pay with whatever you can afford or based on what type of housewife she is. Thank you, John, for raising that point. We have different types of housewives in Nigeria. We have the unsupported housewives, meaning that they do everything themselves. And by everything, I mean everything. 
So from cooking, cleaning, laundry, ironing, dressing the kids, helping them with their homework, bedtime stories, you get the point I'm trying to make here, right? I get it, actually. Then we have the partially supported housewives that have hired help to do basically everything in the house except cooking for the husband. Then we have the CEO housewives that have hired help to do every chore in the house. What she does is supervise and spends time with the kids, which is also a job on its own. Yes. So she has drivers to take the kids to and fro, hired help to do the cooking, cleaning, and everything else. Now the wife gets home services for things like having her hair done, manicure, pedicure, and the sort. Now, would all of these different housewives get allowances also? Yes, Richard, they would. And remember, these women are housewives. They do not earn any money outside the home. So this allowance is just for her personal needs since she's not working to earn anything. Okay, what if she goes back to work? In that case, the allowance stops or reduces. For example, we spoke to one wife who decided to go back to work. I was doing all that work that he decided every month he would give me a certain amount of money. They said, okay, you probably need, you know, one or two things. You probably want to do, recharge your phone. You know, pay, you, you want to buy something. Like, you know, you could want to buy your sanitary towels or things like that. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to say, okay, please buy this, buy this for me. And that stopped when I started working. Every couple needs to have a conversation about it. What if I can't afford any payments? Then you do what you can afford. Maybe you decide based on a percentage of your earnings. For example, if you earn 70000 you will decide 10% as the cut that you would give to your wife, which is 7000 just to her pockets. Are there other options for me? So you can get your wife machines, like a washing machine to help with the laundry or house help to help with the cleaning. Or the husband can also step in. Uh, despite that, I am so, so busy. I'm not just doing this. I'm doing about three professional jobs. Mm -hmm. I have over 15 to 20 staff working for me now. And uh, I do house job. I make my kids. I clean their poopoo. -poo. Mm -hmm. I drop them in school every day. The only thing I don't do, maybe when I'm too busy, I can't go and pick them. So my wife do the picking and take him back home. So for me, it's not just about housewife. Mm -hmm. For me, it's togetherness. It's one love. One, one is one. Eh? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. say two shall become one. Yes. So for me, truly, two has become one. Yeah. So we have that understanding. We have that um, energy. Mm -hmm. We create force mm -hmm. to achieve the level that we are today. Hey guys, a really quick note before I start my closing comment. Richard was a good sport in this episode. He had to represent the typical Nigerian male attitude and he played his role well. But I promise you he is a really good person who, by the way, is willing to pay housewife allowance. When I was a kid... I couldn't wait to get a job. I had two very supportive and hardworking parents who paid for everything I could need as a kid, but I wanted so bad to have my own money. And the legal age to work at that time was 14 years old. So as soon as I turned 14, I got a job. 
and I can't even remember what I spent the money on, but I do remember the feeling. It felt good to be able to get what I wanted without having to ask, without always having to justify my choices. As far as I see it, this payment for housewives is not about compensation for how much work they do. We can't compensate them enough for what they do. This payment is to empower them to make choices for themselves. Now, some will argue that technically she would still be dependent on her husband since he would give her the allowance, and that's true. But we can only fight one battle at a time, so let's win the allowance battle first. An allowance would mean that she no longer has to lie about the cost of food so that she can take a cut for herself. She no longer has to send her young children out to sell or hawk her products on the street. An allowance would mean she can open a bank account and start to build up savings in case of emergencies. And once she has a bank account, she's now part of our economy. And yes, an allowance means she will make some choices on her own. There is something incredibly dignifying about being able to make your own choices. In the beginning of this episode, you heard me offer Richard and John the deal of a lifetime. I would take care of everything as long as they always come to me to get what they need. And they both turned it down because something in their gut told them they would be losing control, losing the ability to make their own choices, losing a bit of their dignity. So why put women in that position? The Backstory is brought to you by Triple E Media Productions. Production copyright 2020 by Triple E Media Productions. If you enjoyed this episode of The Backstory and want to hear more, subscribe to our 234 Audio YouTube channel. Visit our website at 234audio.com and download our 234 Audio app. Episodes of this podcast can also be found on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Casts. This episode was made by Richard Anyabe, John Iwodi, Rabia Hadeja, Dominic Tabakaji, and Sam Tabakaji. Special thanks to Antonieta Kalunta, Alexandra Gekpe, Stanley Bentu, Mala Iwak Badu Ikaleku, and all the wives and husbands who gave us their input. I'm Ramat Mohammed. This is our last episode in 2020. See you next year.